Today's episode of News Dump is sponsored by Bespoke Post. Well, it looks like all that extra effort, all that crunch time, and uh, the complete overhaul of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie might actually pay off for the studio behind it because it's being reported that the film is already predicted to have a pretty massive opening weekend based on some studio tracking for the film. Although the metrics that they've used to come to this determination, they don't really seem to be as watertight as uh, the studio or people reporting on it might hope. So at this point, with just three weeks until Sonic the Hedgehog hits theaters, it is being predicted that the film will make anywhere between 41 and $47 million during its four-day opening weekend, which would be a pretty big deal if it came true. That would be a big movie. And it does have a few big advantages here for bringing in that kind of cash, because it's opening not only on Valentine's Day, but its opening weekend also gives kids in the States an extra day to go see it because of uh, President's Day the following Monday. But where exactly did they get that very specific 41 to 47 million dollar prediction figure? Well, uh, according to the reporting over at Deadline, this projection is based on the reaction that the updated trailer received on YouTube when it was uploaded last November. Quote, after Paramount dropped the second trailer on November 12th, they received a positive response with the highest like to dislike ratio on Google of any official studio trailer in the last three years at the time. The data clearly indicated the positive reaction from the social media universe to the pic's redesign. Uh, okay. The article also adds that the views on YouTube for its updated trailer have neared close to 30 million, with over 18 million of those views coming within the first 24 hours. So, <laughs> that, okay. it's good numbers, yeah. Yeah, viral. So yeah, uh, the trailer got a good amount of views. That is true. Yes, sure. But here's where they start comparing apples to oranges in order to project the opening box office totals. Quote, For context, Relish Mix reports that those two-day figures for the second Sonic trailer were on par with Pokemon Detective Pikachu, which had a very similar trailer debut in November 2018 with 13 to 15 million views. Pikachu went on to 72 million plus views for its trailer, with that movie opening to $54.3 million. Also good numbers. Okay, there we go. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> obviously those are direct comparisons that you can uh, set your watch Kobe. to. Yeah. Now, we're not so sure those comparisons really are equal or yeah. valid, and yeah, we might be proven completely wrong here, especially considering Sonic's only real competition will be the Harley Quinn movie, which will have already been out for a week at that point and also a horror remake of Fantasy Island that drops in the same day, it's uh, it's in a good position. Yeah, so that's the thing A lot of people is, are like, let's go to the movies, what's on? Uh, Sonic. Sonic, I know this, Sonic. And listen, prove me wrong, I, I just don't really predict the fantabulous immaculation of Harley Quinnopolis being that great of a movie, something that would carry over and increase or at least maintain yeah. the next week's box office numbers, unless for some reason it, it is it does end up being great and word of mouth spreads and you hear from your friends or people online that it's actually amazing and worth your time. And, and then Sonic could have competition, but yeah. realistically, it kind of has an open runway and it has the ability to make this much money. This could happen. But using the virality of one live action video game adaptation to another, it's a, it's a bit weird, especially when it's between these two movies specifically. It's hard for anyone to argue that Sonic the Hedgehog has maintained the same level of social awareness in the world of entertainment that Pokemon has, especially when the new Pokemon games are constant re constantly released to massive success. Now throw in the fact that Pokemon Go literally smothered the world with its existence before the film came out, and also that Ryan Reynolds was in the leading role as the voice of the franchise's most popular character, and we feel pretty confident in saying that people were probably more excited for a Pokemon film than they are for a Sonic the Hedgehog film. 
Yeah, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, it, it has gotten a lot of traffic online. Good for you. But it's done so for both good and bad reasons. Mm -hmm. I mean, people stared at their screens shocked in disbelief when the first trailer dropped and debuted the studio's hot, new, terrible fucking look for the character. And that original trailer got way more traffic than it ever would have otherwise, simply because of people watching it and rewatching it and sharing it to people for their reactions to what the hell is this? Yeah, and also not counting the dozens upon dozens of news articles that commented on it and yeah. showed it off. And There's a new Sonic trailer and everyone hates it. <laughs> it looks terrible. Yeah. Now, of course, the new updated trailer was going to get an absolutely massive amount of views as well. People wanted to see what had changed. And sure, we've been a bit more than just cautiously optimistic about the idea that this movie is going to be a smash hit for a while. Yeah. And different looks for Sonic aside, it's, it's just kind of weird. It's a weird way to properly predict box office numbers by basing it off of how viral something is. Because things can be viral for being bad. Yeah. Uh, for comparison, if Sonic did pull between 41 and $47 million on its opening weekend, it would beat out movies like um, the sequel to the Lego movie and Spider-Man and <laughs> the Spider-Verse. Which is kind of crazy, but uh, listen. Totally possible. Yeah. I mean, fucking emoji movie. I'm sure that did a, well. a ton of money. But yeah, it, it doesn't have too much competition either. I guess we'll see. Maybe it is the greatest video game adaptation of all time. We will be eating crow very shortly. Feed me that crow. Well, I'll be down at the uh, bargain bin at Target the day after Valentine's Day. One eating all crow, the chocolate. please. No, the chocolate crows. Mm. Oh, yeah. Me and all the other sad people out there. Mm -hmm. I have a wife. So Valentine's Day isn't that exciting. Yeah. It's for girlfriends and boyfriends. Just like Harley Quinn the movie. It's for girlfriends. <laughs> Take me to see the movie, damn it. I want to see a boy movie. Like Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> not a girl movie. Fine, you can go with all your girlfriends to see Harley Quinn the week before, and me and all my boyfriends, I mean yeah. friends, are going to go see Sonic the Hedgehog the, the week after. Me and the boys going <laughs> to see the new Sonic movie. <laughs> all going down in a convertible. Uh, well, since we're on the topic of video game adaptations, uh, we should probably let you know that there are absolutely zero signs that studios will stop adapting video game movies uh, or video games into movies anytime soon. Uh, if you thought there was, for some reason, still a curse on movies based on games, you're very, very wrong. Wrong. Because they're, they're, in addition to everything else, there's also news about two more movies based on video games recently. And first up is Mega Man. Oh, good. A live-action, quote-unquote, uh, movie about Mega Man has been in some form of pre-production since it was announced back in 2018. But a recent blurb in The Hollywood Reporter indicates that uh, some progress might actually have been made into uh, creating this thing and bringing it into reality. So in a recent Heat Vision post on their website, they've confirmed that Mattson Tomlin, who co-wrote the script for the new Matt Reeves Batman movie, is currently working on the script for Mega Man. Yeah. It's going to be dark and gritty. Mega Man's going to kill people. I'm going to change it to Mega Man. Oh, yeah. Topical. <laughs> yeah, so and this news was posted on Twitter by the Get Fandom account, and Tomlin responded to it with an animated gif of Mega Man dancing. So I guess that's about as confirmed as you can get for something like this. Yep. It's Twitter, after all. Everything is real. Yeah, even compared to something like a Sonic movie, Mega Man <laughs> certainly does not seem like it could transfer to the big screen very well. But at the very least, yeah. having Tomlin's name attached to the project, it adds to the film's potential, I guess. What could this possibly be about? Uh, all I can think, all I could think when I read this was the only way this could be good is if it somehow captured the magic that was created with the Speed Racer movie. Yeah, that, that was the a movie only that, way it'll work. That, that was a movie that was impossible to be good, yeah. yet it was actually really, really good. Yeah, because it's just a live-action cartoon. Yes. Just yeah. embrace the goofiness. Yeah. 
that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, Sonic sort of embraces the goofiness, but I don't think in the right way. Anyways, on the other end of things is a gaming franchise that has already been adapted into a movie a few times now to uh, <clears throat> varying degrees of success. Mortal Kombat. And we're still about a year away from the next big big screen theatrical adaptation from Warner Brothers, and that's currently scheduled for release in January of 2021, barring delays or date changes, which do happen. But in the meantime, it looks like another version of Mortal Kombat uh, has been greenlit and moved into production as well. This time, it's an animated version. And uh, yeah, this one will apparently be starring Joel McHale as Johnny Cage. And it'll be released sometime in the first half of this year. So it's, it's actually approaching very rapidly. So according to The Hollywood Reporter, this film's going to be called Scorpion's Revenge. Go away from here. <laughs> and it's <laughs> Get out of here. It's looking like this is going to kind of be in line with a lot of like the DC animated films from Warner Brothers. You know, they release like two or three of those a year. They're, they're, some of them are great, some yeah. of them are not. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it'll only be available on VOD and other home video options. It's, it's not going to theaters. HBO Max may be exclusive. I don't know. No, no news about that. But. Yeah. They have a potentially huge library of uh, animated DC films. I just hope this is uh, really, really gory. I mean, hopefully. It's an, well, it's an uh, Why else movie. even watch it if it's not? Yeah. Anyway, there's not too much info out there regarding the plot, but we would wager it's probably about Scorpion <laughs> getting revenge for something. Yeah. Joining Joel McHale to fill out the cast will be Jennifer Carpenter from Dexter and the exorcism of Evelyn Rose. She'll be playing the role of Sonya, Sonya Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on to the last of our... Video game adaptation news, though. The Witcher. Yeah. Yes, it's originally from a series of books, and yes, the Netflix series already exists and has performed well enough to lock down some additional seasons. But it was also announced this week that Netflix will be doing some side programming for their Witcher series in the form of an anime? Oh? Uh, what? <laughs> this was confirmed via an official Netflix Twitter account, which stated the following. The rumors are true. A new Witcher story is in the works. The anime film, The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, will take us back to a new threat facing the continent. Brought to you by The Witcher team L. Hisrich and Bo DeMeo, uh, and Studio Mir, the studio behind Legend of Korra. Uh, so this anime, uh, it's almost certainly the result of Netflix analytics, which uh, we're pretty positive showed a big crossover between fans of The Witcher live-action series and other anime options on Netflix. Yeah. That makes sense. And, you know, it'll be something that they can release while they're in production on further seasons of the live action series in order to keep fans engaged with the property. So that's fine. Uh, Now, no word on release date or anything like that yet, but we're sure that we'll uh, see a steady stream of news in the next few months because they do not want promotion for this series to die down at all. No, it's... uh, They they just released that song, (laughs) which I still haven't heard. Toss a coin to your Witcher. Yeah. Is it as good as uh, the one from Righteous Gemstones? No. And anyone who says so is wrong. Mm. But it's catchy. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, before we get into the Star Wars news, the Grammys, Joe Biden arguing with Joe Biden, and our recommendations for stuff that you should be watching, it's time for a quick break to thank this week's sponsor, Bespoke Post. This winter, start a new routine to upgrade your everyday life with a monthly box of awesome from Bespoke Post. Spoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. So whether you're looking to commemorate an occasion with a champagne saber or toast perfectly aged winter cocktails, Box of Awesome has you covered. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. This past month, they had a kit that included a small personal humidor for cigars, which 
is something that both of us could have used desperately after our trip to Cuba because uh, all of our cigars that we were uh, holding on to for special occasions, they have since turned to dust. Yeah, it's real sad. Uh, there's a whole lot more to check out and receive to complete the odds and ends uh, in your life or collection. So to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Uh, your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a, a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, and uh, it has over $70 worth of gear inside. And right now, our viewers can get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter our promo code NEWSDUMP at checkout. That is boxofawesome.com, promo code NEWSDUMP for 20% off your first box. Thank you, Bespoke Post, for sponsoring our show. Now let's get back into the news, starting with the Disney Plus Obi-Wan Star Wars series being officially delayed and potentially canceled. Yeah. So in the days since the news started appearing online that the production had been abruptly halted with the crew being told to go home and told that everyone was on hold indefinitely, it has been confirmed that it's only been pushed back. Not canceled. And the show will eventually exist, just not any time in the immediate future. Yeah. Now, while doing press for Birds of Prey, that's the Harley Quinn movie if you're confused, Obi-Wan star Ewan McGregor was immediately pounced upon by numerous outlets who asked him to address all the rumors. He was just looking for a good time. I'm here to see, uh, for the big party, Birds of Prey, everyone's really excited for this new... Oh, God, I have to deal with every person on the line asking me about these fucking Obi-Wan rumors. Nerds! Yeah, it probably ruined his uh, otherwise carefree night out. But here's what he said, first in an interview with the Associated Press. Quote, It's not been put on hold, it's just been pushed back a little bit. The scripts, are <laughs> the scripts are excellent, and they just want them to be better. So we just pushed it back, but it's not... It's very dramatic, it would seem, online. There's all kinds of shit online about it, but it's only just slid back a bit. We're still shooting it. I think it will still be aired when it was meant to be, and I'm really excited about it. It'll be fun to play again. Now fuck off. <laughs> now get out of my face. Uh, yeah, yeah. Then when questioned about it by the nerds at IGN, <laughs> McGregor said, Now that episode 9 came out and everyone at Lucasfilm has got more time to spend on the writing, they felt they wanted more time to write the episodes. I've read about 80-90% of what they've written so far, and it's really, really good. Instead of shooting this August, they just want to start shooting in January, that's all. Nothing more dramatic than that. So there you go. Uh, filming's been pushed back, and uh, nothing more to it. Yeah. Uh, he even said in another interview that he doesn't think the actual release date for the series will change. So it uh, just seems like a whole lot of drama over nothing. Which is pretty typical. You've got plenty of Star Wars. Yeah. Be happy. Yeah. And you know what? I think we've all learned that too much Star Wars is a bad thing. Yeah. You would think. That yeah. seemed to be the lesson everyone was learning like a month ago. Yeah. What happened? Well, on the uh, theatrical side of Disney, they've recently announced which classic animated film is next up for a modern CGI-filled live-action remake to follow up last year's release of The Lion King and uh, more upcoming titles like The Little Mermaid. It's time to get excited, everyone, because an entire new generation of youngsters out there are about to learn about death in the most straightforward, emotional way possible because Disney is about to slaughter a deer in modern computer graphics. Bambi is getting a reboot. Hell yeah. So yeah, I mean, this a isn't going to be... reboot. Yeah, this isn't going to be, you know, live action as, you know, all of these movies have typically been marketed, just realistic CGI, like The Lion King. Yeah. And honestly, an updated Bambi, it at least sounds somewhat more enticing than The Lion King, mainly because Bambi is one of Disney's original animated films and didn't come out 
just this past yeah, generation, Family like is 20 years ago. a surprisingly old movie. It's kind of amazing. What 60 they, years old or something? More than that. Maybe, like, yeah. It's uh, it's crazy what they managed to accomplish in that. Can't count the 40s them. or 50s. 40s? <laughs> I think it was the 40s. It's a long fucking time ago. Yeah. That's why everyone, all the boomers were tougher back then because they got to watch that animal die. Yeah, they, it's a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And then they went on to kill the earth. Yeah. So I guess they didn't learn. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. In addition to Bambi, though, we're not exactly sure when it was fully announced because I guess we missed it. But they're also remaking Pinocchio, <laughs> which we ass- with a- we're only getting Italian actors. I mean, if they're gonna do it, yeah, they might as well get Italian actors. Get Italian actors. Yeah, we would assume it would be more of a mix between CG and live action since there are human characters in that one. Uh, we just cannot imagine that the actual character of Pinocchio would look anything but horrific. <laughs> He's a wooden boy. Yeah, this is like, this is where the uncanny valley sits precisely on Pinocchio. Yeah, and his growing nose. Yeah, but anyway, the latest news about this one is that Back to the Future director Robert Zemeckis, who is like kind of the guy when it comes to these CGI things. It's interesting that he's finally crossing paths with Disney. But he'll be directing and co-writing the film, and it's it's slated for release sometime next year, so we should see some kind of marketing for this one in the near future. I do. Disney has set itself up quite perfectly for these kinds of movies, because if it does end up looking bad, they can just be like, no, actually, it was a Disney Plus movie the whole time, like Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. Like, obviously, this one won't perform well. Disney Plus. You know, it's 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 something for the streamers. It's it's the digital version of the bargain bin at Walmart. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, uh, as awards season is still full in swing, this weekend is the 62nd annual Grammy Awards, and unlike the numerous award shows honoring movies and TV shows, The Grammys are typically a bit more entertaining to watch because they feature elaborate musical performances by the various amounts of nominees. And if you're at all interested in watching it, it airs Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thank God they are not uh, tape delaying it like they have done in previous years. That's just bullshit. Oh! They they film it in L.A. We have to wait three hours. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Uh, It's going to feature performances from Aerosmith, who uh, is refusing to let their original drummer perform with them. This story is actually, like, both sad and hilarious. Apparently, uh, he had a back injury, so he he missed a long time uh, performing with them. But he's fine, and he's been, like, begging to practice with them and rehearse, because it's, like, a big thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Run DMC is going to perform with them. And he really wanted to be a part of it, and they're like... Now you're not up to snuff anymore. They like literally told him that he sucks at drumming we now. Found a new guy, and uh, he showed up at uh, at the uh, Grammys rehearsal, and security wouldn't let him in. Really, mm. really weird. He, yeah, and he was like their drummer their entire career. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, anyways, other performances include uh, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Ariana Grande, and, and more. In addition to uh, Lil Nas X performing "Old Town Road" with pretty much everyone that has collaborated on the numerous remixes. So that's a lot of people. It is a lot of people. Um, obviously, Twitter's going to go nuts because BTS is going to be in there. That's the Koreans. Yeah. The, the, the I can't remember if they're North Korean or South Korean. I just know that people love them. They're, they're all Korean. Pan-Korean. Yeah. Uh, there's also going to be a uh, collaborative performance honoring Nipsey Hussle that is supposed to feature YG, but uh, he was arrested Friday morning, so not sure if that's going to happen. Oh, uh, good. The, the performance will happen. I don't know if he's going to be involved, though. I hate when that happens. Mm-hmm. As for the nominees, you can check out the full list via the link in the description. But the biggest award for album of the year could go to Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish, Bon Iver, H-E-R, or is it her? I have never You're heard so of this out of person touch. In, in my life. But yeah. that, that, those people, Lana Del Rey, Lil Nas X, Lizzo, or Vampire Weekend, 
Uh, it'll probably go to Billie Eilish, who is also up for awards in five other categories. I think that she will sweep. That's that's my prediction. If you don't give a shit about any of those artists and want to hear about something more uplifting, though, Tool is nominated for some awards. Yeah. Uh, Black Pumas is up for Best New Artist. The collaborative album between Danger Mouse and Karen O is nominated, as is the most recent Rufus Du Soul album, and Gary Clark Jr. is in there as well. So there's some good stuff. If none of that meant anything to you either, then well, I don't know. Just keep listening to the same there's, stuff that you've been listening there's to. There's plenty of stuff to watch on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> the Grammys live on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Can you tell Lizzo to tone it down a little bit? This is a family channel. Lizzo. Uh, all right. Now, uh, what should you be watching or listening to this weekend as you completely skip the Grammys? Well, uh, first of all, Curb Your Enthusiasm is back, which uh, yeah. was kind of unexpected. Maybe we weren't paying attention, but to uh, us, it was kind I of unexpe- was. unexpected. But we were we were both talking recently about when the new season would start. We knew it would be soon. but and It uh, starts right now. <laughs> it's available now. Did you watch the first episode? Yeah, of yeah, course. It is really good. Yeah. It's uh, shaping up to have some really good plot lines throughout the season. Yes. Um, it is a bit, uh, he, there's a lot going on in the first episode, but yeah. the plot lines that do appear uh, the, uh, are going to be a lot of the fun. The plot line where Jeff Garland looks like Harvey Weinstein has a lot of potential, and I'm excited <laughs> to see where that goes. Yeah, as soon as he was on screen, I was just like, oh my God, I never realized it yeah, before. It he looks, and then they mention, they obviously make a whole thing about it. Uh, he takes on uh, uh, electric scooters. Uh, gets into a, what is going to pan out to be a huge battle between a local uh, coffee shop. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, uh, the MAGA hat part, it's yeah. just incredible. Yeah, it's a very good show. Yes. Larry David, comedy genius. Good uh, to have him back. On the other uh, spec- end of the spectrum for comedy, uh, have you seen The Circle yet? No. Okay, so I gave it a shot. It is one of the A, most annoying B, best trash reality shows mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Okay. As we said before, it, it is confirmed that that is the whole thing. It is a building full of people. They have their own uh, social network in there. And basically, it's a popularity contest. No one has met each other. They don't mm-hmm. know what any, who anyone looks like uh, in real life. So you, there's people that are catfishing. There's people that aren't. And the whole thing is based off of popularity and like trying to build friendships and alliances. Uh, it, is, it is really, really funny and, and actually really good. The only thing that's annoying is everything is done through the app. No one talks to each other face-to-face or anything. Hmm. So it's all just them basically as if you were talking to like Siri or yeah. the Google Assistant. Like, yeah, hey, text this person this. And that the whole show is them dictating to a machine. Yeah. But if you can get over that uh, uh, one-inch barrier, there is a there is a great, great show in there. It's, uh, it's really good. And it's surprisingly long. Um, I was weirded out by how long it was, but I guess they needed more time. Uh, but yes, the catfishing is hilarious. I, so. I, I could see enjoying it. Yeah, it's on Netflix, so if you yeah. already pay for it, it's there. So, uh, uh, And if you're looking for something absolutely ridiculous and hilarious to listen to uh, in the car or wherever you typically listen to podcasts. At the gym, on uh, a run. You do have to check out this very special podcast called Episode One, where every episode is just the first episode of a hypothetical, like, failed podcast. Mm-hmm. And this week's episode features the recurring hosts, as well as uh, Felix Biederman from Trapo Trap House. And they're all playing the role of Joe Biden in a discussion with one another. And it's hilarious, but it also has the potential to drive you absolutely insane. Yeah, I, I think it might be one of the funniest things I've ever experienced in my life, but okay. I'm I'm weird like that. I was freaking out in laughter. I was listening to it on a, on a drive home uh, with my wife, and we were both just cracking up. And uh, the drive was kind of short, so I listened to it at home. I got about 25 minutes in before it actually started driving me nuts. I did the full hour. Yeah, it's, I was cooking food at the same time it, it could have been dangerous yeah no it was uh it hearing joe biden nonsensically Just argue with joe, joe biden Bidens. 
it, it did a number on me. Very, very funny, though, so, uh, so check that out. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, we'll be back very soon for another episode of Weekly Weird News. Uh, get your Grammy predictions in down in the comments below. Who do you yeah. think's going to win? Put on your Grammy panties and get to work. <laughs> Uh, anyways, we'll see you guys very soon. Watch our other videos over here, including one about Gritty punching a child. Cool.